The following is a conversation with KBEK's Rockin' Robin Riley with Mora Superintendent Dan Voce right here on Q Media's On Demand. Welcome, Dan. Good morning, Robin. Always a privilege to be with you on a Monday morning, uh, last last day in February. Hard to believe the month is finally kind of kicking out of here. First of March tomorrow and mm-hmm. spring around the corner and daylight saving time will be coming too. Yeah, you know, it's always good to see the sun in the morning a little bit more <laughs> and in the evening now six o'clock, I think. so. Yeah, we really, in fact, I just read the other day, Dan, that we've gained, and I can't remember the exact date in December, but two hours and like 10 minutes mm. just from there to there once we got past that yeah. solstice. And yes, so better days in that regard. Well, we haven't talked for about a month here. So sure. let's start off. I'm thinking the other day I drove, Fred and I drove over by the school. We said, let's mm-hmm. go over and see what's going. We hadn't been there for a while. Sure. And of course, the snow impedes some of the mm-hmm. uh, what you can see. Yeah. It is incredible since right. the last time I was over there. Tell us what's going on. Sure. Um yeah, the the progress is is amazing. We can kind of sh- see the shape of the site of the actual school building and structure. They've put in a lot of uh, steel up uh, that will outline the classroom areas, the academic wings, and also like the commons, uh, the the office. Now you can kind of see the entry into the building. Uh, the auditorium walls are going up uh, last week and this week, so you can really see the outline of that structure. The music areas—they uh, actually poured concrete inside on the in the fitness area, and they'll do the gym this week. Um, so a lot of things that you can see, and a lot of things you can't see. And then they'll just keep working on enclosing the structure uh, to work on the inside as far as the electrical and the plumbing and and all those sort of things. So we'll see some walls around those steel structures going up here real soon. Yeah, just amazing. And I was going to ask, this just off the top of my head, I could see out in the distance, you know, some of the fields, because obviously mm-hmm. things have had to be altered to accommodate sure. the build. And this is off the top. If you don't know the answer, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But so like for baseball this season, sure. is that is that field all ready to go? Can the kids play there this year? It's a good question. Okay. Uh, the answer is no. We're, okay. we're not going to use that field. They planted the grass um, last fall, so that'll need to be established sure. Um, sure. before we want to play on it. But otherwise, uh, they'll put the fencing up this spring here, okay. and um, they'll start the actual football field and track uh, this year, and we'll, we'll actually have that um, ready to go um, probably in the – next spring for the track maybe we'll get to use it a little bit okay and then the field we're putting in a turf field we need to move the lights up so this will be the last year at the Bergloff dice field for football okay um and then, that'll be bitter bittersweet for many i think right it's it's a great venue you know and and there's been a lot of historic uh games played at that field um but they're also excited for the future um, of having a turf field as well. No doubt. So as far as the boys' baseball, some of that stuff, they'll just they'll have some alternatives for them to play then, obviously, yeah. this year. Yeah, baseball's yeah. going to play at Quamba. They will uh, play at Quamba. Yep, okay, I wonder. That's a Quamba. great field there, yeah. too. Okay. Yeah, they have lights on the field. We do have uh, another baseball field, and our softball fields are there, and I think the... 
the junior high baseball teams will utilize um, the JC fields. Okay, and we'll keep, we'll keep people informed because I, I have to tell you now as a grandparent, yep. we want to know where these kids are playing. That's Absolutely. all there is Absolutely. to it. We want to be out there whether yep. they're playing t-ball <laughs> as little ones or what. It's so much fun and we'll keep people updated as the weather warms and yes. something to look forward to. Dan, I did want to, and I know I don't want to clip you on, on things to talk <laughs> about because I know you have other things, but just off the top of my head, before we came out here, we were just talking about the world as it is right now and uh, this horrible thing going on in Ukraine and everything else and talking about children and their mental health Mm -hmm. dealing with COVID and now seeing this, you can't, I don't care what the age group of the kids are. If the news comes on, Mm -hmm. you're going to hear something about that. So how would, I mean, I'm assuming within the school and it's age appropriate, of course, um, you have counselors and people that can kind of touch base because kids really do absorb so much today Mm -hmm. and we want to protect them as much as we can. Yeah, and you know, I I would I would put students and adults. I mean, all of us have all really us. Um, had the last couple of years that we've never faced before, and certainly some physical and mental challenges. And um, more of public schools, we've made a commitment uh, in our elementary and our high school to try to help students think about uh, and be intentional about helping them through. Uh, keeping a positive mindset and how to overcome struggles personal uh, within school. So at the elementary, we have um, a program where our counselors go into the classroom. I think it's 20 minutes, um, and and I don't know the frequency, but maybe two or three times a week, and they work with the students. Uh, We actually did a lot of that this summer as well. We had uh, a pretty robust summer school for our elementary and high school. And then at the high school, we've, um, our counselors and all of our teachers have, um, oh, we embedded a, it's called a character strong curriculum, um, helping students understand um, how to uh, have strong character and how to deal with some of those challenges that they face on a daily basis. So, you know, in I would say in the last five to 10 years, it's become more and more um, prominent in schools just to try to help students. And I think it's just been magnified like 10 times, maybe more than that for mm-hmm. the pandemic. And so, yeah, I think schools have been more intentional and more of public schools has and, and will continue to support our students to the best that we can. And we also have some outside agencies that we work with. Uh, they come into our schools and provide some other mental health supports Um we're working with uh, Kennebec County on a state grant. Um, oh, good. And good. Uh, so we know that it's something that just isn't within the school. Uh, it's within our you know, community, within our county. Um, so we're working really closely with them, too, uh, on a grant. And so hopefully these partnerships will not only help our students in school, but out of school as well. Uh, great idea, because it it's tough. I mean, I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine, and she has a seven-year-old grandson, and something came on. You know, he was visiting, and, and what, what's going on? And he's, he's one of those very high-functioning, mm-hmm. un, almost unfortunately in this case. Mm-hmm. When I was seven, I would have been like, where's the Play-Doh, and can I have yeah. a snack? Right. But he's paying attention and hearing these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay, this is, this is happening here. And you just, mm-hmm. you kind of, as a parent or grandparent, you need those extra tools to how do you handle these things in the best way possible? You know? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it is having the tools to talk about it and allowing students to talk 
to someone and with each other about some of these things and with their parents. So, um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a good program. And, you know, that's the other piece of, you know, raising children. You know, part of it is they spend a good deal of time in school and they spend the other part at home. So uh, trying to make all those connections between school and home is extremely important. Oh, absolutely. Now, Dan, I know you had a school board meeting, right? It's the fourth, right. just to let people know, fourth Thursday of each month, correct? Correct. And yeah. it's at, uh, is it held at the school, I'm assuming? Mora Elementary. At the elementary, you know, right. Yeah, since should, COVID, should, we've we've yep. moved it at the elementary, more space and things of that sort. So. And usually a 6.30 start, am I right? 6.30 start, correct. Not bad for an yeah. old broad. I remember <laughs> two <laughs> out of three I had that. So there was just a recent meeting. Sure. What, what was discussed there? Yeah, you, you know, one of the main topics was um, our COVID matrix and kind of our mitigation strategies. And as things have progressed the last month, uh, our case rates in the county um, have dropped significantly, pretty much mirroring the state and the, in the, the country. And so we've seen a lot of the uh, requirements and, and strategies change quickly and abruptly. And, and Mora Public Schools has aligned itself with uh, some of these changes. So at the elementary, we had uh, students wearing masks, and primarily that was designed to help keep students in school. And um, so if there were close contacts, students would not need to quarantine outside. Um, and so we we met that goal. I know um, there weren't were some challenges. We had quite a few um, COVID cases in January and early February, and, and uh, in the past... I would say week and a half, we've had zero reported oh, great cases. News. Great news. Yeah, so it was time. Uh, we saw the data, like we said originally, when we put some of these things in place, as soon as we see these things drop, we're going to make a change. Um, and finally, it took longer than anticipated, but it, it did drop off, and we're hoping to, to stay there. Um, Friday, the CDC released more um changes to their strategies on school buses. Um, school buses uh, were lumped in that public transit right. mode. And right. so any federal uh, transit, and they lumped school buses into that, needed to wear masks. Uh, they they dropped that on Friday okay. uh, or changed that. And uh, more of public schools um, changed along with it. So it's okay. coming quickly and we're trying to get out the information as quickly as possible. Um, so, but it, it takes a lot of, um, time and effort to sift through all those documents and make sure that we're aligning ourselves as best we can. Sure. Was there anything else at the school board meeting that we want to touch on yet? Um, you know, just some regular school board business. I'm trying to think off the top of my right, head. Right, and I am putting you on the um, spot. <laughs> no, that's okay. We did, you know, we do a little construction update. Sure. Um, and things of that sort. Um, but you know, nothing. I think the the COVID matrix was the main uh, topic um, of conversation, and and that went pretty quickly. Uh, coming up, we'll uh, have our budget, preliminary budget, coming up in March at the okay. next meeting. So uh, with the legislature, uh, you know, having a surplus, we're hoping that schools will, uh, the state will address a couple things. One of the main topics is, you might hear this in the news, called cross-subsidy um, for school districts. And really what that means is, uh, special, special education, we're required to do that by federal law, although the federal and state government does not uh, fund it 
uh, okay. totally. So okay. then the district has to use their general funds to make up that difference. And for Mora schools, it's over a million dollars. And so we're uh, schools uh, across the state are hoping that the state will come through with a little more funding on that. We've the state has done some. The federal government, we'd like to see them do <laughs> right. uh, more Give as a well, hand. Um, yeah. Yeah. because that'll allow uh, schools more flexibility in their general budget and not have to rely on uh, our general budget to fund. Uh, a mandate. And uh, as we know, special education has changed drastically throughout the last, I don't know, 20 years. Um, and the needs of students have increased more. Sure. So it's just making sure that you're staying on top of that and moving forward in the best way possible, obviously. Correct. Okay, good deal. Correct. Was there anything else, Dan? I always like to make sure I cover all the bases. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess one of the highlights uh, this winter, we've had some outstanding uh, athletic Oh boy! Uh, I guess. Teams, uh, you know, yeah. our basketball team has twenty wins again this year, and you know, I've been here a couple of years. I know it's two in a row. I want to say it maybe is three in a row. Mm-hmm. They have had twenty wins. Our hockey team had an outstanding season. Um, I think they had nineteen wins. Um, girls basketball has done well this year. Uh, skiing went to. We had several participants in the state tournament. Uh, wrestling just had, uh, they're going to go to the state tournament for their team. And now I, I think they have almost six or seven individuals going in the individual tournament. Okay, what am I missing here? Basketball, hockey, skiing, wrestling. Uh, our band band uh, and choir concert will be coming up, I think, on Tuesday. So, you know, when we think about education, we think about, you know, primarily academics. But there's a lot of other activities that help students grow. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a great winter season. Absolutely, and we cover as much as we can with the help of Ethan, yes. who's coming up here <laughs> shortly, our sports director. We really try to get out to as many things as possible with yeah. as many schools as possible, mm-hmm. and there is a lot going on right now. This right. is a busy time of the season. Congratulations to all the athletes, and I'm yeah. I'm so blessed, Dan because, Dan, because I get to talk with uh, Brent Nelson on Wednesdays sure. as well, yep. and it's I I've always kid with him. I don't really care about talking to him. I give him a bad time, <laughs> but he always brings a student in, and mm-hmm. I have had so many great conversations mm-hmm. with generally seniors, but mm-hmm. um, some of the teaching staff as well, and that's such a bonus I think for the community to get to hear from these students and what they're doing and what they're enjoying at school and what they're anticipating for their coming out, so to speak, when it comes to graduation and what their next step is. So a lot of good things going on. Yeah, it's always good to hear from students and then you hear kind of all the things that they're involved with and you're like, man, how do they they pack it in? Absolutely. Just some wonderful kids. And Dan, I so appreciate as always your time. Absolutely. And I will look forward to catching up with you. I know what's on the schedule for next time around, but we'll be catching up in about a month from now. Yep. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You bet. You've been listening to a Q Media Group production. 